0: Welcome to the City Church Cardiff podcast, we're an Elam Pentecostal church in the centre of Cardiff, dedicated to bringing hope in the name of Jesus. Thank you for joining us today, we hope you're inspired and impacted by this message. Well hello there Cardiff City Church, so good to be with you today and to be sharing God's word. My thanks to Dominic and Catherine for inviting me to be part of your your Good Grief series and particularly to speak on the Holy Spirit and suffering. I'm about 113 miles as the crow flies from you. We can't be together today because of the restrictions, but my heart is with you as we come to the word. So let's open up our Bibles right at the beginning and remind ourselves of the Spirit's activity in creation. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Well, that reminds us that um, we as Pentecostals believe that the Spirit is present and active. We believe that the Spirit is passionate about people and powerful to bring transformation. So as we come to the word this morning, um, I believe God really wants us to to remember and to apprehend um, that truth that the Spirit of God is present and here, whether we're watching online today or actually in church. The Spirit of God. Is is with us and is with us always. You know, um as I think of suffering and the Holy Spirit, I'm reminded of a season in our church. And in particular a day, a Christmas day, when I was leading our church in our Christmas service. You know, we did all the normal things that day. You know, we sang Christmas carols, we had readings, we prayed. Um, We even did our show and tell and opened up our Christmas stockings um, and did an improv nativity. We were having fun in the house of the Lord. There was a joy in, in, in our church family and in our community that day that was unlike anything else we'd ever experienced. We had come through an incredibly challenging year early in the year one of our ministers in training um, his son was paralyzed from the neck down he was in ITU for 40, 40 days he was far from home he was actually in a Welsh city hospital and um, I was with him when the consultant came by his bed and to tell him that um, all they could do for him was to integrate him and uh, that consultant was very honest as he had to be and said you know i cannot guarantee that you will live and if you live i think it very unlikely that you will walk again well that was devastating news but that young person um responded by praying and committing himself to the lord and in that moment the spirit of the lord came And um, I was able to declare with the spirit's authority that he would live and he would walk Again, well, two months later, he walked into our church carrying a bouquet of flowers for his mum on Mothering Day. That Mothering Sunday, that should have been an amazing Sunday for us. And actually it was. But sadly, on the Friday night, we, we received devastating news. Um, Someone of a similar age, one of our young women who had been part of, of his youth group as well, she died She just died at home on the sofa while she was resting. Her heart stopped. So that Mothering Sunday as we met, we were confronted with the pain of death, but also the joy of Jesus' resurrection power. You know, the struggles that year didn't go away. Um, There were challenging diagnoses for some of our church. And then our own son ended up in the high dependency unit um, in the hospital in which I'd been a chaplain and um, his organs were failing after a severe asthma attack and the subsequent treatment and and we were at his bedside desperate to see him recover and come through well praise God the spirit of the Lord came and told me that I wasn't to wrestle and wrangle in prayer but I was to rest in the Lord and just trust that all would be well And uh, that was probably one of the hardest things, battles we've had to face spiritually as a couple and as a family. But as we obeyed the Lord, we saw his faithfulness and our son survived and went on to thrive. You know, somehow, as I stood there that Christmas day, remembering those things and looking out on our congregation, I saw an incredible joy, a deep communal joy. That we hadn't experienced before, we had had angelic visitations in worship, but this um this was something overwhelmingly wonderful that has um, marked my memory um as a believer and someone living a life in Christ you know even with the Christmas dinners in the oven and the fact that there was no refreshments after the service it took ages over an hour for the congregation to clear off home Um, but we entered another year and that year was full of triumphs and tragedies and it culminated in a great loss for us one of our elders a faithful elder he was out there serving on our car park directing people who had come to a carol service for one of our local nurseries. There were 60 toddlers on our stage around me and about 200 crammed in in a way that we can't um, repeat in this season. And um, as he served in that car park, he collapsed and he died. You know, we as a congregation lived the inescapable truth that whilst we worship the Lord, the God of miracles, we do so in the midst of a, a broken world that's marred with suffering and death, where there's no guarantee that God will always manifest his presence and power in the ways that we think he should. We learned so much in that season about crying out to God and knowing that he was present and that if we could perceive and receive him, he would enable us to press through. For our God um, is a God who is faithful he never abandons us or forsakes us he is here and in God we live move and have our being as we're told in Acts 17 verse 28. The truth is that none of us can escape the experiences of loss and grief. You know, as we meet and gather today, we may be thinking about loved ones we've lost, but the truth is we grieve in so many different ways. Um, we grieve when divorce happens and relationships break down and there are separations. We we grieve when we feel abandoned, perhaps by parents or by partners or friends. We grieve um, when we become estranged for whatever reason from people we've loved. We grieve when we're made redundant from jobs that we enjoy. There's so many ways that the human heart can grieve. And for each one of us, of course... We're uniquely made and and our reactions and our responses and our recovery reflect who we are and who God's made us to be. The truth is that Holy Spirit knows the story of our lives and loves us. You know, when the Spirit of God comes to help and comfort us in our grief, um, He comes in a very personal and intimate way. He comes in a way that we will recognise him, in a way that will bless us and bless those around us. You know, the Holy Spirit's response to us in our times of need, in our times of grief, is to unveil Jesus's great love for us. You know, we worship a God who knows the pain of suffering and death because his son experienced it on the cross. It's often in our suffering and I know from my own experiences of grief that we are led back to the cross and we find a deep resonance between our own suffering and Christ's suffering. If we reflect on the cross and the events that led up to it, we know that Jesus um, tried to tell his disciples what was going to happen. And of course, they resisted. Peter resisted that knowledge. And and we too would recognize that in ourselves when we're given bad news, um, particularly if it's news about a loved one's health. We want to resist that. There's a sense of denial in our hearts. This can't be true. And in the same way, we see in Jesus' life, we see that Jesus, as he contemplates the cross, says to the Father, Well, is there any other way? Well, we know ourselves with family and friends who are perhaps suffering from long term conditions. And they too are asking, Is there any other way? Can I be healed, Lord? Can I be healed in this life, Lord? Or am I going to be healed as I meet you in eternity? You know, we we think about the cross and the shock and the disbelief of the disciples as those events start to unfold. the panic um, in the disciples as they're in the Garden of Gethsemane. And the soldiers come. We think of the the fact that present at the cross was John and, and the women, but there were disciples who stayed at a distance or stayed completely away. We think about the fact that that it was Joseph of Arimathea who came and, and got a tomb for jesus to make sure that he had a dignified burial we think of mary um and the women with the spices on the sunday morning going to the cross and we're reminded that you know sometimes we're called to be present as our loved ones leave this life sometimes we're called to deal with the practicalities and sometimes we're not sometimes that's for somebody else to do we're to stay back and keep a distance our roles vary and our experiences of people's deaths, our experiences of grief, differ. You know, but at the cross with all the disciples, all of the followers, we recognize that they all had a difficulty comprehending and recognizing what was happening, what was unfolding as Jesus died on the cross for us. You know, as they saw that, as they witnessed it or held themselves at a distance, they didn't comprehend that Jesus was dying, um, that the power of sin and death would be broken in our lives and in their lives. You know, we think of Mary at the tomb, there she was seeing the the resurrected Christ on that Sunday morning, but unable to comprehend that this was Jesus you know the truth is when we go through grief that actually our theology and understanding of God can change it can expand our understanding of his depth of love for each one of us can grow we see that with the disciples as Jesus and um, teaches them about the Old Testament prophecies and about why he had to die and rise again we see that their theology changes but the cross is a, a sign To us, that God's love for us is passionate, it's radical. The lengths that His Son and Spirit will go to to save the many, to save you, to save me is incredible. And um, it doesn't stop there, does it? Because, you know, before Jesus died on the cross, he made a promise. He made a promise that he would send a helper. In John 14, 18, it says, if I go, you will not be alone. I will not leave you alone. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. In John 16, verses five to seven, it's to your advantage that I go. If I go, I will send him, the helper, to you. You know, the truth is that we're we're not living in the age of promise, we're living in the age of fulfillment. The Spirit has come. The Spirit has come. And as Pentecostals, we believe the Spirit is here, the Spirit is present, the Spirit is passionate about people, and the Spirit is powerful to transform our lives. And the Spirit comes in numerous ways. You know, for the disciples at Pentecost, there was the wind of the Spirit, the fire, and then the gift of tongues. You know, for us in our grief, the Spirit can come in so many different ways. Recently, I've been speaking to a a friend who's experienced a devastating loss during the pandemic. Her husband has died. It's tragic, tragic death. And and she describes her pain as as beyond anything, any pain that she's ever experienced in her life. But she also um, expresses how the spirit has been present in a way she's never experienced in her life also. You know, I asked her what lessons she could share with us. And she, she said, you know, it's about focus. You know, in those early days when we lose someone we love, our focus is on the one we've lo- lost and loved. The focus is on all the things that we thought we were going to do with them that are now lost to us. But she said there's a point, there's a time when you have to shift your focus. And as you shift your gaze and you start to look on God, you start to be grateful for all of the things that you've had, the happy marriage that you shared, all of the experiences you've had together. This reminds us of the verse um, from 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verses 16 to 18 where it says, that is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long, yet they produce in us, for us, a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever, so we don't look on the troubles we can see now. We fix our gaze on the things that cannot be seen, for the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. You know, the truth is we do not grieve as those with no hope. We grieve knowing that the spirit can intervene. The spirit can come and transform our hearts and nature. The spirit can bring healing and wholeness in our struggles to bring, to accept what's happened, in our struggles um, to deal with the shock and the denial we're feeling or the regret and the guilt, the loneliness, the insecurities, the emptiness that we might be feeling or that desire to cling on, to our loved one and not let them go if they're near death Um, or to cling to their memories, their possessions and things. You know, the truth is the Spirit of God can come and help us with all of those feelings, all of those emotions. And the Spirit of God can come and help us with the practicalities too, the funeral arrangements, the, the what to do with the possessions and all of those practicalities. The Spirit of God wants to help us in our time of need. The Spirit of God is passionately about helping you press through. You know, for those who refuse to grieve or for those who don't know how to, the danger is that they will find themselves damaged and they will damage those around them. I think of someone who came into my life about 10 years ago, a precious woman of God now, but at the time, bless her, she had experienced 10 years of grief. And um, she was overwhelmed and she was coping through self-harm and suicide attempts. Well, praise God, Jesus um, came into her life. A friend brought her to church. We met for several years on a regular basis and she came to know the Lord, came to our church, was baptized in the spirit and has healed over the years and been set free from the power of grief and death in her life. You know, we do not as Christians grieve as those without hope. We grieve knowing that the Holy Spirit is present and passionate about us and powerful enough to bring healing and wholeness into our lives. You know, right now we hear dreadful stories. I know at home we've talked about what happens if if one of us gets ill, if we can't be with one another in that suffering, if we can't be with one another in death. But we can't let those anxieties and those fears overwhelm us. We must remember that if we we find ourselves in a traumatic situation like that, that actually the, the Spirit will be present in that moment to all of us, whether we're the one who's sick or whether we're the ones at home praying, the Spirit of God will be present to bring us peace and to break through powerfully in that situation. You know, I have been a hospital chaplain I've been a pastor for many years and I've been with many people in traumatic situations and I've seen a lot of suffering and a lot of loss. But what I can say to you today is I've always seen the Holy Spirit at work in those situations. I cannot think of a situation where the Spirit was absent and unpresent the spirit is present we live in the age of the fulfillment of Jesus's promises his spirit has been poured out and he's present to believers and living in us empowering us for the different seasons of our lives so ours is to ask Jesus open my eyes open my ears let me sense your presence let me know what you're doing in this time in me and in others let me collaborate with you Jesus to bring wholeness um, to bring healing and to redeem this situation I encourage you to be open-hearted you know we need to be open-hearted and let the spirit act as as the spirit wants to act we mustn't limit the spirit and say the spirit only does things this way or that way we must be open you know and the spirit will use all manner of things to bring healing in our lives I think of the time when I had a missed miscarriage after many years of trying for a second child um we got pregnant and for a while I was well but midway through midway through it was determined that the baby's heart had stopped and had died and I was carrying death and I had to go to hospital and deliver that baby. And in the the months after, obviously I was in extreme pain, but I went out one day with a friend for a walk thinking it would help. And on that walk, I rather was rather hit with a holy jolt, as she said to me about, well, was I trying for another child? A question I wasn't ready for. Was I using contraception? Um, another question I wasn't ready for and uh, in that moment I didn't know whether to be offended or just to burst out crying I didn't know how to respond but actually God chose the response for me because in that moment it was like an angel came took hold of God's staff and just gave her a quick flick um, with that staff and she fell over on the floor she fell flat on her face and as she got up she was covered from the top of her head to the soles of her feet in Cheshire mud. Well, of course, what could I do but laugh? And so sometimes I just share that to say to you, sometimes God uses the unexpected things to help us, to 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 challenge us in situations, to make us move forward in our grief. But he never leaves us alone and he never deserts us. You know, the truth is that as Pentecostals and and believers everywhere, we live, move and have our being in, in Christ, in the Holy Spirit, in God the Father. You know, we live, move, suffer and mourn and have our being in God. So we need to remember that he is present. He is here. He is with us and he is passionate about us. He passionately loves each one of us. So passionate that um, he was willing to, the son of God was willing to die on the cross for each one of us to defeat the power of death and to release into our lives the promise of eternity. We do not grieve as those without hope. We hope for a better future in this life, but also in eternity. We have a promise of of, of life in eternity in a place with no pain, no suffering, no no tears, no death, but joy everlasting. We look forward to that day, And whatever is going on for us right now, we must press on. And to do that, you must remember in faith that the Spirit is here already. Just perceive, ask, perceive what the Spirit is doing today and receive empowerment by the Holy Spirit and press on in faith. You know, we will come through this pandemic and I believe as we press into the Lord, as we we live in the truth that the spirit is here with us, helping us day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute, second by second, that actually we will come out of this pandemic with a resilience and a strength in the body of Christ that will be powerful for the next season. So I'm going to pray and close, but I pray that you've been strengthened by this word today and that your hearts will be filled with peace and love. Father God, I thank you that your word promises, even when it's difficult for us to hear it, that you are the God who causes everything to work together for the good of those who love you, Father, and are called according to your purposes. We come to you as the source of our hope and ask that you would fill our hearts with joy and peace because we put our trust in you today. We ask that you would help us to overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. And Father, we pray as we are confident and we overflow in the power of your Spirit, that Lord God, the others around us, Lord God, would experience that confidence and the power of your Spirit too. So, Father, for those we know who are mourning today, Lord God, we ask, Lord, that you would comfort them and help them through your Holy Spirit. Bring them to a place of hope, joy and peace and a confident trust in you. Fill them with the Holy Spirit, Lord God, and help them press on and press through. In Jesus' name we trust. Amen. We hope you are encouraged by today's message. To find out more, visit our website at citychurchcardiff.com or find us on social media.